0: Today on PandaVision, we're going to talk about Episode 9 of Season 5 of Fargo, The Useless Hand. All that right after this.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky!
1: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome to PandaVision, the straight panda podcast where we talk about all the... Geeky TV shows and geeky adjacent TV shows that we just feel like talking about. My name is
2: Matthew Carroll. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair.
0: Jay Scotty, what's happening, buddy?
2: Hey, man, I'm doing pretty well. How about you?
0: Oh, man. Been a week, been a week, but you know, uh, I'm not having nearly the rough week that Dot has been having on <laughs> <That's> Fargo. <fair. laughs> or Gator for that match. that ma- Oh, that Gator. Gator. Oh, <laughs> huh. yeah. I. Real, okay, okay. Spoiler alert for episode nine. We're getting <laughs> into it. Um, I really look forward to the moment. Like I, I just, I just, I, I see it happening. It's going to happen when you see the difference in reaction from Roy's reaction to Gator, and then we get to see the reaction that uh, Dot is going to have when Gator she sees the state of Gator,
1: mm, and it's yeah. going to
0: re- be very revelatory. To Gator, and I think that's going to be a really powerful moment when we when we get to see how Dot. I just imagine her, you know, accepting him and 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 soothing his pain, even though he's been trying to kill her. Like I just right. don't see Dot, uh, you know, turning him away like like Roy did. Uh, it, what a what a what a tear. I mean, this episode is called the Useless Hand. I feel like there's a lot more going on, but that's the name of the episode. And um, right. it's uh, yeah, that's such a insanely callous moment from Roy um when he says you know if you if you if you ever had a purpose uh, it's gone now or whatever wow yeah
2: absolutely heartbreaking and yeah i think that's the tragedy of Gator's character like we've talked about how this entire season has done a really good job of uh, endearing us to otherwise despicable characters but Gator you know he he was just completely laid bare for what he is he's a child he's he's this kid mm-hmm. that never grew up was never accepted by his father is still yearning for his father's approval and doesn't know how to let things go if he feels like they've slighted his manhood and to just see him as this broken child crying out for his dad trying to bargain with Munch and just you know using every tool in the game to to no avail and to have his dad just leave him there completely mm-hmm. helpless and and vulnerable was it was heartbreaking I was surprised how much i felt for the character given you know some of his heinous actions
0: yeah there's there's nothing you can there there's it's almost it was almost mythological um mm. the, the the opening scene watching him lose his eyes and then it, it it's it, it felt it really did it felt fairy tale like that like moment in the cabin with him getting his eyes gouged but uh, very grim very grim uh but, uh, but <laughs> right. like The, it, it was also juxtaposed against Gator's attitude, which was very modern and he called him bro a bunch of times. He's like, you want, you want drugs? You want drugs, bro? I gotta, and like the way he's like acting, uh, ostentatious. What does he say? He has, I got an evidence room, like a CVS, bro. (laughs) Like it's the, the juxtaposition of that was so striking and it felt like, the hand of, uh, you know, Munch again being the like hand of justice mm-hmm. in, in the situation. And it felt like, like, like a fairy tale or, or, you know, style justice being wrought upon this like very modern, very like, uh, I don't know, braggadocious boy who just mm-hmm. did, had never encountered a consequence. And I think like it shows. The kind of man he's raising Gator to be is is also, I think, you know, he said he's a child, and I think in many ways, so is Roy. Like, Roy okay. doesn't know what responsibility means. Like, he has mm. all this sense of, like, personal freedom... But freedom comes with responsibility to others and responsibility to people and doing the right thing. And he and Gator has never seen that modeled. Gator has seen a man modeling his own desires over everyone else's, and like he does things that seem seem good, but in the end they're only for his own purposes. And I think Gator has never uh, known what it means to be good to someone else and responsible for someone else. And like that's that's what he's had modeled by his like very childish father, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And uh, I, I agree with everything you're bringing up in terms of like, it feeling really like, like a fable come true or like mm. mythological. And yeah, it feels like Icarus, the kid that flew too close to the sun and now has mm. to face the consequences. And in that sense, it kind of feels biblical to me as well, yeah. which is, you know, fitting given how, you know, uh, the Bible has been kind of a, a, a through, like we have characters quoting, cro- uh, quoting scripture, Mm-hmm. Um, so my take was when, you know, Roy, like, it, it felt like Munch, this was punishment for Roy more so than it was for Gator, even though Gator was the one that was like the victim and had to suffer. Like when Munch delivered Gator to Roy, he was like, this is your hand. You, you were the one that stole from me. I'm giving you back your hand, but it's a useless hand. So in that mm-hmm. sense, I think like Roy kind of accepted his punishment and saw Gator as kind of like the prodigal son or his Absalom. Like he, he was, completely lost to him at that point and he, he kind of accepted it.
0: Yeah. And, and and that, and that ties into the idea of that. Like he only looks at uh, Roy only looks at people through the eyes of like, what can they be for him? What can they do for him? And that's why there's no sense of empathy for what Gator is going through. He looks at Gator and says, yeah, yeah. If there was ever a point to you, it's gone now. Like it just, that's the, and he, right before that, like the, as you as you said, he's a child, and he's just absolutely brought down as a child. Gator is Gator says, "Daddy, I'm scared," mm. and that's his answer—the answer of like, "There's no point to you." And then yeah. he just walks away, leaving him in the field by himself. And he just has the like most pathetic, most like sad voice I've ever heard saying, "Yeah, Daddy," or, or no, he says, "Dad." Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, oof.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sons. Since- shiver down my spine but uh i like what you said about roy like he he equates like people's worth to him and like um That stood out to me how worthless Gator was to him, but it it also made me think of another moment in the episode where he saw his wife Karen on the ground after her skirmish with Dot and she was like lying on their bedroom floor with a head wound and he he didn't it didn't even register for him. He saw her and kept moving, like he didn't even stop to check Mm -hmm. to see if she was okay. And it just it just shows how worthless she really is to him.
0: It shows the value of her in general to him. Like in that case, she wasn't, like, and what, you know, you could say, like, he's just doing the right thing because he has to keep moving because something, there's, like, danger afoot, and he's trying to, like, stop the danger. But, like, but, yeah, he doesn't, he's, he, the lack of feeling he has for her. She is, yeah. and, 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 again, you say, you say what uses she to him, her father is more useful to him than she is. She right. is just this, like, servant of his. and mm-hmm. And it's so clear in that scene that she wants to. Like, listen to Dot when Dot is telling her, like, you could leave with me. Like, we could do this. Me and you could take him down. We could stop him from hurting you ever again or your daughters. And there's this real flash of, like, maybe she's right. Maybe, like, for my daughter's sake, I got to change this. Um, But that's when Dot hits her in the head.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, again, like, we haven't spent a lot of time with Karen. And I wouldn't say her character has been redeemed in any sense. But the little Mm. moments that we get, like, the fact that she, like – uh, tells Dot like he never even changed the sheets. Like we've been sleeping oh, in your yeah. filth. It's like she must like totally loathe herself to like continue to subject herself to this this situation.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just such uh, this show is so freaking good. It's just everyone in the show is who they are and they have such a clear perspective and a clear like motive motivation and a clear like uh thing that they're doing you know gator's mm-hmm. just trying to prove himself to his father and and also get what he can get you know like and then yeah. munch is just all about justice like he is a yeah. he's a vehicle of justice who apparently still needs money i don't really understand why he took this job in the first place but <laughs> he is just like a, a guy who just is is um doing what he's supposed to do he he cares about a fair deal and and when someone treats him unfairly he is all about like performing justice for everyone involved. Um, But then there's uh, Roy who is just about having what he wants for himself and nothing else. Like he doesn't really care about any of those things he's saying. He's just about himself, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you, I don't know. It's just uh, officer far far. He's all about like wanting to pay back this debt. That's been uh, again, a debt. You always talk about debt a bunch, all about paying back that debt. And, I don't, know, I don't know, I just love how clear clear of purpose everyone is,
1: right. but
0: they still have such a, like, winding, interesting tale to tell about all these people with clear purposes
2: interacting, you know? Yeah, and I think that's it. And as even as you were kind of making that point, like, you touching on all, all these different characters, like, they're also interconnected as well mm-hmm. and like the through lines have been so strong that like i want to go in so many different directions and talk about all of them but I, I, yeah um, for sure i'll focus in on on agent far here because um I, I i love what you bring up about the debt because yeah he he reinforces when he introduces who he is and and you know his commanding officer recognizes oh you took the bullet and he's like yeah she saved my life like i am in debt to her mm-hmm. so um in that sense like I I think I am most scared for for Far out of mm. out of everybody in this season. It just feels like, you know, he's going to go in with the best intentions and really uh try to protect Dot, but to his point, she's he told, you know, everybody else on that that rescue force, she's not the lay down and take it type and the way this episode ended with her like the tide has turned for sure and that was such an empowering moment. But yeah, um it, between uh Far and and I'm still a little concerned for Wayne. It's a little concern for Wayne. I feel like he might try to like ride in, um, and, and be that hero for Dot for a change, and it, it may cost mm-hmm. him everything. I, I, I definitely see that. Like he could show up
0: in the midst of all this, and just he's way outmatched and outgunned at every level. Like there's no reason yeah. for him to charge in. I, I find Wayne's story really interesting in that he's still just trying to make life happen for the little girl and for his family, mm-hmm. and it was really um, stand out from that like very. I think first episode when she second episode, I think second episode when she comes home and walks home with bloody feet and she's just in the kitchen. He is, he's the representation I think of all of these things happening to people. Like I've seen so many families going through, you know, when, when families go through traumatic events and trauma and like, sure. The, the idea that you just have to go to still go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, your wife's been kidnapped but you got to figure out breakfast for your kids you know like right. that's just yeah. such a true and hard thing about life that no matter what is going on you still got to take care as as an adult you have to take care of your family and you have to take care of yourself and and that's and that a lot of people don't a lot of people can't and and, mm-hmm. and 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 hopefully the community comes around people and helps them but like there's just something very um I don't know, very human about his story and, like, the fact that he just has to keep things going for his daughter, even though, yeah. like, life is complete chaos. And in, in, mm-hmm. in any other story, almost any character put in that position – there's so many stories about any character put in that position, They they load up with guns and go fight, you know? But right. that's not Wayne's character, and it yeah. doesn't have to be everyone's character. I think it's interesting. There's all these characters fighting for Dot – but yeah. he's not really one of them. He wants to do the right thing, but uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm I would be interested to see what happens in this final episode. Now that he does know she's there and has, mm-hmm. there is an action he could take, which is just like go there mindlessly, you know, like uh, yeah, sure. w- without much uh, thought of what's going to happen to him. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we'll we will find out. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite
0: moments, speaking of ever having a lot of people on her side, one of my favorite moments is uh-huh. when State Trooper Far goes up to the group of people, and they're all standing there, and he tells them, no, she's here. Like, I have mm-hmm. her cell phone. She's here. We can track her. And then um, everyone, like, like he has that reason to save her. And then it cuts to the FBI. He's like, "We'll put it on the list. And the FBI says, yeah, also, we think she's a great asset in uh, prosecution. And they go, okay, top of the list. I just right. love that, like, she's proven herself at first to uh, uh, State Trooper Farr and then to the FBI agents when they were in the hospital and stuff. She's kind of, like, proven herself to be the victim and to be this, like, strong person that everyone is has, like, this motivation to save and to help. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, just, I really like all of them rallying together. And then the reason a lot of those people are there is because – Uh, she's also convinced through the, um, the other police officer has convinced her mother-in-law to get involved. So like all of these agents are converging because Dot has just refused to die. She's just refused to go down. And I just (laughs) love her so much.
2: Yeah, and I loved Roy's realization of that. Like when he's talking with his right-hand man Bowman, and he's like talking about how the the most he's ever felt in his life, he Mm. felt for Dot, and he doesn't ever want to feel that way anymore. But he realizes, you know, the the armies are encroaching from both sides, and he's like, okay, well, she got away, she got a hold of a phone, she contacted someone, but they're responding too quickly, and then he puts like two and two together. Uh, No, I it's because I killed danish graves which uh, when he's questioned about danish graves and he says is that a man or a serious breakfast like that that gets me every time um yeah just to to kind of see his realization that she really has been this thorn in this in his side and his inability to let things go and we see it with gator but he hasn't made the realization himself and he does in this episode that he was just like gator he couldn't let it go either and now he Mm. has to to pay the price
0: that's a good. That's a great point. To see Gator in the state he's in, and see that uh, he says, "You told me to let it go, and I couldn't let it go." And really, that's what he's realizing about himself. And mm-hmm. so, when he sees Gator in this this hatred moment, he has this hateful moment he has toward Gator. Um, he's realizing about himself that he couldn't let it go. He, oh, that's really good. I like I like that interpretation a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. When we talked about Karen briefly, you mentioned her father Odin, and I wanted to ask your take on Odin because we got like two scenes with Odin. The first one where he's kind of like laying into Roy saying, Hey, are you Hitler, you know, at at, at this phase or at this phase? at the oh, Reichstag
0: is the... or Hitler at the bunker. Right, okay. Thank you for Which I love because it's like all right. It's given that you're Hitler. But which Hitler <laughs> <Right>. are you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Roy's response that he doesn't even really engage. Like you can tell it's affecting him, but he's just like, all right, tell the boys there's coffees and sandwiches on the way. Do they want Mm -hmm. turkey or ham? And he walks off, but then he has to, you know, address the, the FBI and uh, the state troopers at the, at the gate there. And then that's when he kind of like, is resilient and, and reaffirms his stance and talks about how his name and who he is, is going to be cut in the bone. And then the camera flashes to Odin again. And I, his expression, I can't really read. I don't know if it's one of like begrudging respect. Like he's like, okay, he's, he's, he's in it to win it. Or if we're going to see a situation where he does no longer believe in Roy and he withdraws his troops. And you really see Roy like yeah. left hung out to dry at the end there.
0: I was thinking the same thing that like, yeah, Dot has revealed Roy's character to the point that like I could totally see uh everyone turning on him, including his soldiers, um, including his wife and kids. Like Dot, like the the two of them going at it the way they have, and his I, I think failure to to be able to take her down has proven his weakness both as, like, a decision-maker and as a, like, powerful person, because he can't get to her. He's got her on his property, and he cannot stop her. She is an unstoppable force, not him. And, like, I I I think that is just proving his weakness to everyone around him, and I do absolutely think that is a possible outcome that like they're all closing in and then odin says boys back up we're we're not we're not supporting this this isn't about the fight this is about him you know and yeah. it just like i, I and, and the fact that he didn't address that with odin is exactly i think that's the point he that he probably lost odin's mm-hmm. um like faith when sure. he's like he didn't try to convince him that he's Hitler at the Reichstag at the beginning of his power. He's, he was like, just get some sandwiches. I'll, I'll, I'll handle this. And he doesn't right. realize that his power is built on everyone else around him. He's, he's just a selfish person who thinks, uh, you know, it, he can win. All he does is win, and he's just going to keep winning. And that's st- should be clear to him now that's not true, but he, he still it, thinks he's going to somehow get out of this.
2: Mm you use some language about how everyone's closing in. And that kind of resonated with me because it made me think of the, the use of fog in this episode. And I think it really uh, works to, to drive that point home thematically. You have like these, this, fog kind of billowing in throughout the episode creating this sense of like claustrophobia and everything is getting kind of you know difficult to see and it also created just some beautiful cinematography and allowed for like Mm -hmm. some partial silhouettes like when Roy's like announce yourself like who's there and you don't know who's going to be emerging from the the fog I I thought it worked really really well
0: yeah yeah and that's that that all played into the sort of fable aspect too of the Munch storyline like Munch walking with um uh gator on a leash and choking him as he like walks him across a frozen tundra with mm-hmm. mists traveling over it. It just, it looked so, uh so mythical. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the kind of show that like, not every show, it reminds me of breaking bad in that way. It, okay. it does these like kind of slower moments where like, it gives you a second to see the context of what's going on in this, it, from a broad, like, Any other story might have just cut from his eyes are being gouged out to what's the next storyline that's important? What's the next expositional moment? He has to be Gator dropping Roy off, or Roy uh, Munch dropping Gator off with Roy. Like That's the next important scene, but the fact that they cut to that cutaway of the mist and them walking through it is so important because that is like, I think in the audience's eyes... And in in reality, I think all of that is part of Gator's transformation. You know, mm. it's this like him being taken through this like a crucible of justice that he's having mm. to face so that he can come through on the other side and like be a character that we can kind of root for because he's he has gotten his like he's gotten what he deserves. You know what I mean? Right. In like in in in, all, in so many ways. And so he did horrible things even as late as the last episode or whatever, when he uh, uh, unintentionally killed the old lady. Um, right. But now it's, it, it really is just such a, I can't, I can't even express how, how like how I feel about that scene. It just feels so epic and, and mythological. I keep saying it. Yeah. But yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. The, the fog really did serve the purpose of creating this otherworldly feel. And you you talked about how Munch has like been this like force of like an agent of justice. And in that sense, he's like really, really represented the supernatural element of Fargo. Like it's always there um, sometimes more prevalent than other times, but it's been pretty singularly focused with Munch this episode, so I could totally see a scenario like it kind of feels like Munch's story and his purpose could be over. So like he's rescued Dot, gave her the gun, you know, said you know the tiger is free now. Now and he the kind tiger of is disappears free. in the in the mist and the fog. Like that could be it for Munch. Like he could just you know, and I'd I be think totally it, I, okay with that.
0: I think it is. I think that's yeah, Munch's true. role. Like I don't know that there's anything else for Munch to do. I don't think Munch is out for revenge. He's out for justice, and he feels like he got that justice, and now he's. I don't think we'll see Munch again, unless it's right. sort of like you know, in as a as a as an aside. I don't think okay. he'll play a big role past now. Personally,
2: sure, sure.
0: I really wasn't sure what he was going to do, though. Like when he said, to fight a tiger in a cage is not a fair fight. I I didn't think that he'd want to hurt uh Dot, but as it, but they they played it in such a way that like whatever, maybe his form of justice that he believes in does mean that he needs to fight her one last time for some reason. Um, Totally. Could have seen
2: it going that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The tiger can come out now. Um, (laughs) I I love, so I love all of his lines. Munch's lines add so much cool weight to this show. And he is that element that is that whatever mythological fable, like whatever he adds so much to the show.
2: For sure. Love it. Uh, One part of the episode I feel like we absolutely have to talk about because it was like the most emotional moment of the episode for me was the phone call between Dot and Mm -hmm. Lorraine. that's my favorite
0: favorite moment in the episode yeah for Uh, sure for sure i I welled up
2: just like hearing lorraine call her daughter and again lorraine is by no means a good person like we hear her refer to the the orange idiot earlier in the episode like she's she's laid in bed with some you know questionable questionable people and done some questionable things but still to hear her understand dot recognize dot as a daughter root for her and be there for Mm. her and, and for Dot to finally have that figure in her life, like a woman that she respects and admires on some level, like actually be there for her and support her. Like, oh, that was such a, oh, such a good moment.
0: It was so emotional in multiple ways. That was the big moment for me. Like that no daughter of mine is going to go down. (laughs) No daughter of mine is going to lie down on the one yard line. Like Mm -hmm. get in the fight. That was so emotional. But also uh, when Mrs. Lyon found out about Danish. Oh, sure. That was really impactful. It just it set up the whole scene as this very like uh, just just a, a lot of emotion going both ways. And uh, with that whole thing, man. So it's a, it's 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 one of the most emotional scenes in the entire thing. Um, yeah. Why she says why help now? And she said don't get modeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. so perfect. It's so perfect for her character. Um, and this then she busy says, busy body made me.
2: It's like <laughs> this oh, busy please. body made me <laughs>
0: Yeah, Nobody no one makes, makes you, you do, do anything. Anything. It says no daughter of mine is going to go down the one yard. Then we get to my favorite line of the episode. Okay, uh, when she says, D- "Get in the fight," is the officer grabbing the phone and said, "Dorothy, don't get in the fight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was so good. It is like it was. It was just like so. Um. It was so classic. Like it just it led me down this like I'm I'm te- I'm in this like really emotional cathartic place to have her call her her daughter uh-huh. um, after calling her like all these terrible things for the first few episodes before she realized uh, who Dot was. But like then to have her say that and then just like cut it, cut that tension with the perfect joke,
2: Dorothy. <laughs> do not get in the fight. Just yeah. don't. That's <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. perfect. It was- perfect comedic comedic timing yeah yeah 100 percent,
0: yeah it's being of comedic like i also loved ymca playing as the patriots oh, yeah. were like converging on the
2: <laughs> tillman yeah, farm a, or whatever a standout for me as well
0: uh, yeah just totally out of nowhere it feels th- a a show that can set both of those tones in the same episode that we've been talking about with this like mythological munch leading him through the desert of the, you know, this, uh, not desert, but obviously like the desert mentally or whatever. Um,
2: technically it it is a desert. If you look up like the, the climate's like a tundra technically is a desert, but that's neither here nor there. I
0: did not know that because of the lack of precipitation. I got you. Interesting. Um, I've heard that before, but I'd forgotten it, but yeah. So through this cold, cold desert, uh, (laughs) Leading him through, feeling that that vibe, and then getting the like completely ridiculous juxtaposition of YMCA <laughs> as the boys are like loading up. The, but it also like, unfortunately, it kind of like fits lyrically too. <laughs> like this is if you, yeah. if you need a place to be, you you don't you don't feel like you belong anywhere. Come down here to the uh, militia. <laughs>
2: yeah, you're feeling disenfranchised. We'll fight for you.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's really it's perfect in more ways than one, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh um, man, I had a couple of um, moments in the episode that I could maybe use some clarity on. Maybe they made more sense to you than yeah. Me. What you got? But um, so there was a moment when Dot was descending into the the grave and hmm. she noticed a it looked like like a dog like a blank dog tag um with some yeah. blood on it and she had a reaction when she saw that and i i still am not clear what that was i don't know if it was like something to do with the mechanism that she knew they'd be able to tell it was still open or if that had something to do with the fact that she left her rifle um yeah i, I i'm not clear on, on what I that have
0: was. no idea okay Okay. And, and and I had it written in my notes. Like, what is that thing? Because okay. I I don't know what it was. Um, okay, <laughs> it could it could be so many things. And the way the reaction was very palpable, so I thought it could be yeah. like something of Linda's that got hung up. Oh, I was wondering I like about that. that. Okay, it could be like a, a Linda's necklace from ten years ago or something. Okay, it could be like you said, some realization about her leaving her rifle. I, I really have no clue. I can't even. Okay. I can't even speculate because I was going
2: to ask you the same thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I guess just a moment that wasn't wasn't clear regardless. Okay. Uh, the other one was really subtle, but it was when, um, so Roy was talking to Bowman. He said, you check the grave and I'll check out, I'll check the dugout. And when he goes into this dugout, um, there's like a frozen cadaver on the ground, which I assume is some kind of like livestock that was my guess but we get this real quick moment where a face like flashes on the screen almost like something out of like the 70s exorcist and it looked like a frozen like caveman almost for just a second uh and i had no idea what that was either
0: oh man you got me i actually didn't even catch that it's
2: super super quick and super okay
0: okay um yeah there's a moment where he he also, he he closes the door, I think, the other door to the dugout and says, just in case. So all of that, I I think that's, I think the way he said that out loud when he's by himself, and he's not really a man that I would think would be doing that, felt expositional. The way he locks the dugout and says, just in case, it made me think that that's something we're going to see in the last episode. But it was really, it was really small, but it felt like I'm going to lock this. And then I'm thinking like, Next episode he's gonna need to get in that door from the other side or something while oh, okay. while all the okay. while the armies are closing in. Something like that, you know, just in Definitely. case. Uh so it's something something with that too. Yeah. I don't but I didn't even catch the face. Um Okay. I, I feel I feel bad. I've seen it twice and I miss the face both times.
2: No, no, it's, it's all good. I I actually, I like your read on it and uh, like just the whole situation entirely. Like I could definitely see it playing out that way. Like he's been like, we've, it's basically been a, a game of cat and mouse this whole episode. So I could definitely see his final moment, the role being reversed, him being the mouse pinned in um, and and effectively having created his own trap.
0: Oh yeah. I I think he's already there. And oh, sure. (laughs) And like, dot just will not stop my first my first my first note in this episode was dot won't stop because I like love that. she <laughs> i i thought because of the way the last episode ended with her realization that Linda was dead and realization that her, the hope that she had for her future, part of what had been driving her to get away and escape was this hope that it was possible. And her mm-hmm. only example of that hope was this fantasy that Linda had escaped and right. like. Then she realizes it's not true, and she kind of falls, and like her face falls as she realizes that in the last episode. And I was like, "Oh, well, we're going to start this episode with her in a dark place and her giving up." I thought it was going to be finally, Dot has given up, yeah. and we, instead they open the episode with her like trying her best to break out still, and I just love it so
2: much. She
0: she just will not
2: stop. Which was a great parallel to way the the way we opened the episode. We opened the episode seeing people in captive situations in shacks, but we see where Dot is able to be resourceful and and use her wits to get out of the situation, whereas Gator doesn't have any of those skills. He's just he flounders and and and, and mm. Oh
0: yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. And and well, and his, the way that he tries, and it's 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 weird because like. The way that he tries to escape is to offer bargain, you know, and Mm -hmm. to kind of use the basis. His assumptions about Munch are all wrong.
2: I got a freaking flamethrower, bro. It's got your name on
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bonkers to have that be who he is at the beginning of this episode. And yeah. then who he is by the end brought so right. low. Like, it's right. he's still in the chains. He still so has been so protected and so privileged his entire life that he can't believe something bad is going to happen to him even yeah. now. And yeah. he's so sure he's going to be able to bargain his way out, talk his way out of it, and he can't. Munch isn't going to mm. allow that. And it's so good.
2: A rabbit screams because a rabbit is caught.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you listening to me? He's Like it, you, your your screams are inconsequential, buddy. Yeah. Oh man. And and that's the thing. Like so. Dot is the opposite. Sh- sh- but but hers are. She's a like person of action who's taking like mm-hmm. real action for herself and gonna save herself. She's not waiting on her daddy to run in. You know. Yeah. Um. She is. She is gonna do everything she can to make this happen. Um. And I, like, died laughing When she got in through the outside and then submerged from the basement and was just like, suddenly she's just in the walls. You know what I mean? Like, she's just in the house. She's just already in there. Like, they are, they think they're in this fortress in the house. They're all safe and they're like guarding against the people on the outside. And Dot is just already in their house with a gun ready to take everybody out. It was Mm -hmm. was so good. I love her like emerging from that basement and nobody knows she. She's there. Oh, I wish she'd gotten to blow up the house, but uh, Roy, Roy <laughs> Cotter. Uh, if only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, let me see. Uh, I think that's about all. All I got. Uh, yeah, I in my think notes. that's everything
2: for me as well. But
0: uh, yeah, it's just so freaking good, and, and like I love. Every, I love everything this show is doing. It. I've I've loved every season of this show, but. Yeah. This season has been standout for me. I don't know why. I don't know why it's been... It's something about the the imagery and the the cinematography and everything has just been elevated in this season to me. Yeah. In a way that I I like all the previous seasons, don't get me wrong, but it seems like the show has gotten better as it's gone. And, And yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah. No, I'm I'm there with you. I love every single season. I think every single season of Fargo is like some of the best television of any given year. Uh, but mm-hmm. I will say I think seasons three and four uh, maybe rank a little bit lower, whereas season one and two were really strong. And this feels like it's right back up there with season one and two. And I, I, I'm just like trying to explore this thought as well. But I think having so much of it take place like during the day and allowing for like these sprawling landscape shots, um, create some of that feel. And I, 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 th- I think this season has really been able to kind of drive home kind of the like contrast between like the harshness and the coldness of the outdoors and that kind of like cozy and intimate and intense feeling that we have going on. Um, in a lot of the indoor situations apart from Lorraine, like when we're in those cold corporate, um, situations hmm
0: yeah 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 i yeah but uh, although i say all that about how this is my favorite season so far i think part of a big part of it is just dorothy's character like i just think i am i am just absolutely in love with the like willpower of her character just staying strong all this time and just the refusal to give up and she has been had the from the very beginning she had the odds stacked against her and she like took off munch's ear and burned that other guy like in these like in this way that i just oh well when i saw that as scene i was just like oh well that this this poor housewife is going to get captured or killed that's right. what the season's going to be about and then i was like oh no the season is about her being a total badass all the time <laughs> and then she yeah. just hasn't stopped and in the recap this week it showed her like it showed a series of those times and it showed her like, sorry, boys about biting you. Like in the, getting <laughs> into the hospital and I just, it cracks me up, man. I just, yeah, yeah. I think this show has been great. Um, and I, yeah. I really, um, I, it makes me really excited for, I, like, I want to look into a little bit more about like, who's, who's doing the cinematography, who's doing the show running. Cause it's this kind of place with this kind of proving ground of television that ends up, um, a lot of times bringing out some of the best, the best talent like ends up emerging from these kinds of places. And I can't see, I just, it makes me excited for the future of everyone involved in the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Particularly Juno temple. Like I kind of said, I Mm. wasn't too familiar with her before the show, but she has totally sold me. She is compelling and mesmerizing in the low. I'm in the role rather. I mean, everybody's great. John Hamm, Joe Keery, but Juno temple has, is an absolute standout for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, and look, I gotta
0: give a shout out. I meant to say this earlier. John Hamm is, he's well lauded. This is not a hot take. He's a great actor. Sure. But his willingness to play this character is really impressive to me. Like Mm. it is not a foregone conclusion that a guy who could be playing like the most, Beloved characters and and be getting roles at the highest level, getting the most beloved roles. Like he has decided to take. It, um, I know, I know. Me and you have talked about. I, think, I, I believe this is another Patrick H. Willem, uh, uh Essay. I, I believe he talked about how. See and I'm I'm I, lately I've been oh, watching how, so like much
2: Ryan Reynolds and the rock will like yes. particularly avoid like roles that will taint their brand.
0: Right. How 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 some actors these days are brands more than they are actors. Like mm-hmm. their roles are just all sort of this homogenized like Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds. Not to right. say he plays a bad Ryan Reynolds. I love him in so many things, but sure. he always is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um John Hamm could be that guy. And he's choosing not to be, so I really want to give him a shout out because like not just is he great on the show, but he's a monster and he's yeah. a guy I do not want to know and he yeah. is doing terrible things and saying terrible things and willing to like throw himself fully into this character that is just despicable and i and I think it's it's really it, it I commend him for being willing to go there instead of keeping things safe, I guess. I really, really think and same thing for Joe Keery as well. Oh, Joe yeah, Keery, for sure. yeah, same, same, and a much younger actor, but like going through a very similar. Like I think his role on um his role on Stranger, Stranger Things, things yeah. could catapult him to be whatever the next the next superhero, the next whatever, and I think he probably will be. But his willingness to play this character and go through these dark moments uh, I, I really commend all the actors on the show t- that are, that are playing the villains. Cause a lot of them are great, beloved actors that are playing right. these like despicable characters. And I love for it. for Sure.
2: For sure. No, I, I think that's a great point. And I, I hope everybody that's involved with this show, like you said, I hope they're rewarded for their efforts and they get all the opportunities in the world, because I would love to see every single one of the people that we've had on screen, um, get all those opportunities. I'd love for to see them pop up in my favorite franchises because they're, they're all mm-hmm. bringing that level of talent and, and, um, respect and and care to the roles yeah for sure
0: for sure all right well uh you want to tell the people where they can find you online Jay scotty
2: i do indeed you can check out animation deliberation that's the podcast that takes action animation and cartoons seriously but not too seriously as well as multiverse news every week
0: woo yeah, yeah. um love love them both love them both uh Please check out Animation Deliberation and Multiverse News, and that's where I am too. Uh, every every week with Jay Scotty, um, and also we are doing uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, we're coming up on our, we're on our in our tenth year, coming up on our wow. one thousandth episode. Crazy. Um, so I I'm, I'm really trying. I'm it's I'm, I'm trying not to be too over engineered about it, but we very <laughs> well could hit our ten year mark right around the thousandth episode, and wow. that would just be cool. That would just be a That'd cool, be uh, awesome. Fun thing to be able to be able to celebrate all at Definitely. once. Um, so uh yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back soon here. Check us out all those other places strandedpanda.com has all those shows. So check that out, and uh, we'll be back soon. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Pandavision. We are a member of the Stranded Panda Network. For all of our podcasts and other creative geeky projects, check out strandedpanda.com.